Thy kingdom come, our Father, part three of seven. Last winter, I was skiing with my godson at Mission Ridge. As we rode up the chairlift, he asked me when I learned to ski. I was about your age, I answered, maybe a little older. We listened to the chair rattle and watched the snow fall. Then he asked, why? I told him that my grandpa was a poor hillbilly that grew up on Deadman Creek. He grew up in a creek? What does that have to do with skiing? No, I told him, trying to put it into words. He grew up on a mountain called Deadman Creek, and it has nothing and everything to do with skiing. When my grandpa was about your age, he made skis out of the slats from a barrel and used them to ski off the roof of the barn. He said it was fun until he hit a stump and cracked his ribs. Then he was afraid to tell his dad. Why? People prefer to remain ignorant about suffering that they cannot alleviate. My grandpa's father was very poor. He could not afford to take my grandpa to the hospital. He would have been angry, not at his son for breaking his ribs, but at his own inability to fix them. How did your grandpa know his ribs were broken? When he grew up, he worked as a millwright. One day, he was pinned against a wall by a jitney with a load of lumber. It crushed his ribs. He said it was a similar feeling. But long before that, he and my grandma had my mom and two other children. One day, after it snowed, he borrowed a pair of skis and boots from a friend at work. He took his family out to a small hill. He had each of them try the skis and see if they liked them. Then he asked if they wanted to learn how to ski as a family. They all said yes, even my grandma. My mom, aunt, and uncle grew up and had children of their own and taught us how to ski. My aunt joined the ski patrol at Mount Spokane, and my mom became a ski instructor at 49 degrees north. Wow, Ryder said, swinging his legs back and forth and thinking for a moment. Your grandpa invented skiing? Where we come from is not trivial. Our family lineage shapes us. They give us our traditions, for better or worse. In the Christmas story, we are told that Joseph came from the house of King David. Jesus was born in a manger in Bethlehem, the city of David. In the first Our Father post, I discussed how the word for God is Father, that we are called to be children of God. Last week, I wrote about the holiness of God's name, this week, we are looking at the third clause in the prayer, Thy kingdom come. Christmas carols help point the way to understanding these three words. A kingdom necessitates a king, and the reverse is true as well. The story of this king's birth is celebrated in song every year. Here are a few examples. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Come, they told me, padum pum pum pum. A newborn king to see, padum pum pum pum. And here are two more examples. First, O come, let us adore him. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Second, angels we have heard on high. 
Come, adore on bended knee, Christ the Lord, the newborn King. There are more Christmas carols that refer to Christ as King. There are many more that refer to him as Lord. It is a foundational part of the Christmas story. When he was grown, Christ posed and answered the question, What is the kingdom of God like? It is like a grain of mustard, which a man took and cast into his own garden, and it grew and became like a tree, and the birds of the sky took shelter in its branches. A seed contains the DNA of a plant, which is its identity. Seeds are quite small, mustard seeds especially. Notice the emphasis on his own garden. A man cannot plant the kingdom of God in another man's garden. It is a decision everyone must uh, make about his or her own self. Anyone who has ever grown something knows that it takes soil, light, water, and toil. It also takes a bit of magic. There is something mysterious that occurs. Because even though a woman plants a seed and tends it, she is not the one that makes it grow. Once the grain of mustard grows, it becomes a plant that is incomprehensibly larger than the seed it came from. It produces more seeds. Its branches provide shade and shelter. And Christ said a second time, To what may I liken the kingdom of God? It is like yeast which a woman took and hid in three measures of flour until the whole was leavened. Yeast causes dough to rise. It looks nothing like the bread it will become. Yeast by itself is little good. It can be added to other things as a seasoning and is enjoyable. But when it is added to dough, it can become bread. It must be added in the proper amount. Notice the emphasis on three measures. Baking takes precision in terms of ingredients, heat, and time. The problem with the kingdom of God, some say, is all the problems. Many people look at the world and do not see the kingdom of God. Instead, they see problems, pain, evil, and feel justified in dismissing the notion of a heavenly kingdom on earth. But no one digs up a seed and says, This is not a tree. I will throw it away and never trust to seeds again. A gardener keeps the seed in the soil, waters and weeds, believes the seed will do its work. No one pulls open the oven door halfway through the baking and says, This bread is too gooey. I will throw it away and never trust to yeast again. A baker keeps the door shut, applies the heat, believes the yeast will do its work. Once it is finished, the baker takes it out. Then the baker's house will be filled with warmth, the smell of fresh bread, and those invited to sit at the baker's table. The stories that we tell ourselves about the world matter, especially at this time of year. It is no small thing that in the darkest month of the year we hang up lights, light candles, and put stars in the highest places. When it seems that the hero of the sun might be defeated, we bring each other gifts, sing songs, and encourage children to believe in magic and myths. We participate in the defeat of darkness when the world looks most grim. My mother taught me how to ski through the trees. Focus on the gaps between them. Keep looking for a way through. Your skis will go where your eyes are pointed. The kingdom of God is like a skier who did not look 
at the trees. My grandfather gave his children the opportunity to learn how to ski. His children taught their children, and now I get to ski with my godson. My grandpa did not invent skiing, but he did plant and tend a seed for my family that grew into something that is bigger than any one of us. If a poor hillbilly from Deadman Creek, who strapped barrel slats to his feet and skied off a barn, could do that, then I wonder what the idea of a king born of a virgin in a barn under a star in the city of David could do if I planted it in the garden of my heart. Hark the herald angels sing glory to me. 